In the past years, blockchain became one of the most used buzzwords, but today we will look behind the hype. Many experts believe that blockchain will have such a big impact on our everyday lives and businesses as internet did. No one can deny that blockchain is a real groundbreaking technology and thanks to that we have been experiencing both talent and money flowing into the system in the past years and continues to do so. While blockchain was deemed pure science fiction only a few years ago, today it is a scientific fact rapidly increasing its impact on the ways we think about the future. Blockchain evangelists state that the hype is now over and it is true that while one and a half year ago we talked about blockchain in theory, today we can experience many blockchain solutions in practice in diverse industries like finance, insurance, education, governance, supply chain, intellectual properties and many others. Welcome to Fintech Flow, where we deep dive into the depth and complexity of successful startups, sit down with bright fintech minds and bridge together the gap in mindset between the legacy players and today's innovators. With 10 years experience as a manager in the financial sector, MIT certified fintech expert Linda Schalai is prepared to put it all in play and to follow the flow. In today's episode of Fintech Flow, we will look into these real blockchain use cases and we will try to imagine the impact these and other blockchain solutions can have to our businesses and private lives. We will also take an international overview and understand how blockchain can help underdeveloped countries turn their technological underdevelopment to an advantage and how some not-so-democratic countries reverse blockchain's original purpose and use it for gaining full control. We will also discuss where the EU stands in all this. My guest today will share with us his wide knowledge and first-hand experience on the field. I'm joined by Peter Benedek, CEO of the Blockchain Competence Center, or BCC. BCC is a Budapest-based center which gathers and provides blockchain competence to all industries players. Peter, welcome to Fintech Flow. Thank you very much. So I would like to start with the basics because I'm not sure everyone who listens know the difference between Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Could you help us clarify that? Yeah, that's a, that's an easy clarification. And actually, that's the first question almost everybody is asking or, 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 or coming when we have a discussion. Um, a simple answer is the following. Um, Bitcoin is an application uh, using blockchain, which is the platform behind it. So if you used as you used uh, the Internet uh, analogy, um, then blockchain is like the Internet technology uh, and, uh, and, and Bitcoin is like a mobile phone application, like Angry Birds or whatever else you want. Um, there are many, many uh, applications, many, many use cases, hundreds, thousands of applications and use cases using the Internet technology. Uh, there are uh, becoming hundreds and thousands of applications using the blockchain technology. Bitcoin is one of them. Uh, why it's famous is because simply because that was the first one. And, uh, and if something is the first one, then it's obviously uh, famous. Um, uh, it was more than 10 years ago now when Bitcoin uh, was coming up. Um, and the reason was very simple behind that was 2008. That was the year when uh, the whole financial system of the world uh, practically collapsed. Uh, due to the fact, which uh, which was the new thing here, not, not never before uh, happened, that the, some of the third-party institutions, some of the banks actually in the United States, cheated the system. So simply cheated the system uh, and therefore lost the trust. If you think over the whole financial system is based on trust, actually. We trust the banks, we trust the insurance companies. And up to now, or actually up to 2008, it was very, very rarely happening, at least in this scale, in a worldwide scale, uh, that it turns out that these third-party institutions, the institutions of trust, uh, they are cheating. Um, so therefore, some people, and there come some legends, that uh, Japanese names and so on, it's all, all just for the, for the fun, it doesn't matter actually. Uh, some people were thinking over uh, uh, what else we can do, so how can we avoid uh, practically these third-party institutions uh, in a transaction, in a value transaction between two individuals, uh, so therefore we can avoid uh, this trust issue. And blockchain and the blockchain platform uh, is actually the solution for that. And Bitcoin was the first application using this capability and providing this, this trust in a transaction between, between individuals. 
So in a way, we could say that blockchain was uh, actually invented by Bitcoin because this was the underlying technology that was used for Bitcoin. But actually, as far as I know, blockchain itself was not even mentioned in the Bitcoin white paper. So some experts picked up that technology. And what we could see in the past 10 years, that blockchain itself as a protocol is really, really powerful technology. That's what we're going to talk about today. So we are not going to talk about cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin or any others, but what we're going to talk about, what ways we could use and we do use already now blockchain. Correct. Yes. Um, yes, that's true. So uh, blockchain, as, as a name, it was not even mentioned there. Uh, and, and, and then in the next steps, some other people realized that actually this, this base can be, can be good for, for different purposes, different reasons as well. On the other hand, we have to be a bit care, a little bit careful when we say, uh, and that's the basic statement, what we say that, that blockchain is a very new uh, platform or a very new technology because 10 years actually is not a, a record-breaking time in, in, uh, in history or, in, or even in, in, in IT history. On the other hand, we have to be careful with this statement because uh, actually and practically the elements of a blockchain platform, the shared ledger or the, or the cryptography, these are absolutely not new. Uh, the shared ledger logic, which is the double bookkeeping, actually going back hundreds of years. Uh, so it's, it's more precise to say that uh, the elements of the blockchain platform were already absolutely there and it's all well designed, uh, well established, uh, triad um, uh, protocols or methods or, or, or IT technologies. The way how it was put together into a blockchain platform, that's the new thing, actually. That's the logic, this business logic, if you like, that's the new thing. And in fact, true, yes, those people who uh, invented um, Bitcoin, they were the ones who first uh, realized it and put it, this together. But, but, but by now, as you also said, over these 10 years, it's far, far away now uh, from, from Bitcoin. Bitcoin, by now, actually, and I really don't want to talk about Bitcoin in the... Uh, 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 remaining time, uh, but Bitcoin by now is actually even just one of the hundreds of cryptocurrencies, not not just one of the hundreds of, of blockchain applications, but even just the cryptocurrencies. So the cryptocurrency scene uh, is a different one. Uh, it, it's going on its own life now. Uh, it's visible. It's obvious. We all see it now that uh, even even national banks of different countries are starting to think about cryptocurrencies as potential extended solutions for the financial system of the given country. So. So the cryptocurrency world is actually starting to, to live its own life, basically. And the blockchain technology, which is uh, partially a business logic, partially an information technology solution, is living in its own life as well and moving away, far away, actually, from only being a cryptocurrency or, or, or a Bitcoin uh, background. Uh, and true, yes, as you mentioned, since then, and especially in the last two to three years, I would say. That's why uh, even even the, the, the title of the today's discussion is over the hype and we are using this uh, uh, sentence quite a lot recently. It's over the hype now and uh, I mean the blockchain uh, is over the hype now, over, over the hype uh, period and it's going now uh, to the matured solution area where many other <laughs> mature solutions you can find and it's finding its uh, its space uh, and its value add in, in practically every industry and every segment of, of the life at the end. Yes, uh, I heard you say before and you said it now also that it's over the hype and of course I heard many people saying that how do we know that it's over the hype? Yeah, um, I, can, I can bring two measurements here actually if, if you want measurements. Uh, one is, one is um, um, Gartner uh, in, in, in our industry, in IT industry, everybody uses Gartner as one of the major, um, um, uh, most senior, <laughs> well-known uh, market research company. Uh, Gartner is making a pro product maturity life cycle uh, diagram actually each year on the, on the developing emerging new technologies. Uh, so they are putting it in a product life cycle scale uh, uh, curve actually being from almost from the idea then going up in the hype uh, and then after the hype and getting to the either to the matured solution category or disappearing and in the last year in 2018 
Gartner uh, hype cycle uh, uh, blockchain was was put by by Gartner was put on the on the on the curve on a way which is over the hype and going to the maturity product level that's the if you say if you like a kind of an official view of uh, of, of, of a large uh, market research company my only personal my own own uh, personal measurement is actually the fact which I'm facing in in the customer discussions in the last one one and a half years in Hungary uh, more than once every day so so really a lot of customers and really a really lot of customer discussions while uh, one and a half two years ago uh, practically all the discussions were, were minimum starting with bitcoin and many of them was even not moving away from bitcoin and that was obviously not a good discussion or not a valuable discussion to say so um, that's practically disappeared and and in the last one one year almost i would say in the last one year in each and every customer discussion, let it be a new customer discussion or an ongoing discussion, we are discussing that given customer's own business processes, uh, the issues and the problems they are facing with those business processes and how can blockchain give a solution, if it can give a solution for that given purpose. And by the way, my last half sentence also goes to this direction that is over the hype. I hope nobody, definitely not me or definitely not my, my, my team, are saying in any customer situation, we never did, that blockchain is a solution for everything. It's not a solution for everything. It's a solution for a lot of things and it's a good solution for a lot of things, but not for everything uh, because it's not a hype anymore. And, uh, you know, we put it everywhere and everybody's talking about it. We put it into the right place in the right time. That's it. And we will talk about uh, it a lot. But before we get into that, uh, I would like to also clarify something because uh, we mentioned that one of the main values of blockchain is decentralization and the fact that you don't have to have a, a trusted party who, for instance, keeps the ledger. So it's a core value behind blockchain. But on the other hand, in the practical solutions, what we can experience that there are these so-called open blockchains and also private or enterprise blockchains. Could we clarify in theory what's the difference? Yeah, of course. Uh, And that's a very, very important point, actually, and also a very important shift uh, in thinking about blockchain uh, uh, in the last, again, one, 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 one or two years. Because the the original uh, and core idea, if you like, as you said, is an absolutely fully distributed, absolutely open, absolute no any uh, third party, no any control point, no any uh, anything like that, like Bitcoin is. And it definitely has also a value in, in, in special cases, that's for sure. So if you want a, a worldwide network where people, individuals, even without uh, uh, names behind them or, or, I mean, of course, there are persons behind them, but, but they don't want to open up their names uh, in a virtual reality world. Uh, want to transact with each other on a way that, that, that something, if not a third party, then something else gives them uh, security that the transaction uh, is a transaction and only a transaction if we all agree that it's a transaction. Uh, that's a blockchain uh, in an absolute open world. On the other hand, uh, uh, as, as everybody was 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 uh, considering further and further what 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 this blockchain idea can do, uh, more and more recognized, and by now everybody recognized, and many projects are showing that enterprise product projects showing it that actually the the other one of the other values uh, of, of blockchain, namely that uh, if there is a, a complex transactional situation, meaning many involved parties, so many players, that's rule number one. You only have a blockchain. You only have blockchain on the right place. You you can you, you have to talk about blockchain at all only if there are many many parties involved in the given transaction. Not two, not three. I don't tell a number. Many. Otherwise, blockchain has no meaning, no no value. That's for sure. Many many um, uh, players in a transaction. We have to talk about transaction. The word transaction as well in a minute. So many uh, players in a transaction by nature by itself means complexity because if there are many people talking to each other, many people transacting to each other, that's a complexity. We all know that, even from our private life. 
So rule number two, complex uh, processes, complex transactions, complex business uh, um, flows actually what are required. Again, what is complex, what is not, there is no exact measurement that comes out from a discussion and from a, from a project design phase what you are running with the customer. But if there is, there is a transaction which has many uh, players and therefore uh, complexity, then immediately blockchain can have a, uh, an advantage, namely that, uh, uh, and that's one of the advantages, namely that uh, by the logic behind blockchain, and this is the distributed ledger or shared ledger logic behind blockchain, which is that a transaction or a step in a transaction happens a, only if the given amount of people are agreeing that it's a transaction, so it's a security measurement as well. And B, if it's a transactional step, then it's immediately visible for all parties, immediately visible for all involved and only for the involved parties, that this transaction step that's happened. Next point, next step. As these uh, transactions with the blockchain logic are not sharing the information only, like if we would send to each other an email. If I send you an email that can have some value because I don't know, I, I describe in this email some interesting or important things, but actually you can forward that email to 500, 1000, 1 billion people, which means that actually the real value of that given email is disappearing. Value is something which is, which is connected to the, to the uniqueness, unique, unique fact of, of something. So if there is something, if there is a physical acronym, uh, something which has one in the world, like a famous painting or something that has a high value. If there is an email which is uh, copied uh, 5 billion or 200 million copies, that has much less of a value, obvious, obvious case. In a blockchain, what you are giving over or giving to the shared ledger is not a copy of that given, like an email copy, like sending over a copy, but it's actually a hash code which states to all the people in the, in the, in the network that from you, that given something, whatever it is, email, money, car, whatever, from you, it's moved to the other person, full point. That's it. So it's moved. That simple one thing has moved from you to the other, which means that it's still only one, which means that it still has the value uh, behind it. So we could say like blockchain is following uh, the physical ownership of correct. valued product. Very correct. Yes. It's and, and that's why they call that blockchain is the internet of exactly. value. Exactly. Because with the internet, we can share information exactly. freely and uh, easily. Exactly. But with blockchain, what we can do is we can not share value. Digitally transform Trans the value. Yeah. Digitally transform the value. Exactly. Exactly. This is why blockchain is called, as you said, the Internet of Values as well. So back to the beginning, because now it's getting, unfortunately, it's sometimes getting a bit complicated, but by the end of the discussion, it will clarify. So we are having an enterprise which has a business. Enterprise can be also a government, of course. Mm -hmm. So I'm just simplifying. Uh, which has a business process, a business flow, which has many involved parties and therefore it has complexity. But I would like to have this transaction to, to the, I would like to run transactions in this area, in this complex area, on a fast, secure, cost-saving, obviously, cost and time-saving way. Blockchain is bringing in the, the, the advantage by its logic, as we just described, that at the moment when the transaction uh, happens, and the transaction is only a transaction, is everybody agrees that it's a transaction. It's, it's visible for everybody who, and only for those who, who, who are involved in the transaction. With that fact, you are actually immediately winning time because you don't have to wait that the information about the fact is going from A to B, from B to C, and so on and so on. It's immediately visible. So timing, if you, if you win time, you win cost. That's quite simple logic. And by nature, it's coded uh, into the system as we described that it's secure. Uh, what usually we add on to this list of uh, blockchain advantages, that it's immutable, 
Why it's immutable? Because if uh, a lot of people, let me simplify this again in, in wording, if a lot of people at the same time get the knowledge about uh, that something has happened, one transactional step has happened, it would be quite hard to, to say that from, 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 uh, from, from, from one person who has a wrong uh, idea or something, that no, it's not, it didn't. I, 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 because 55 people will say, come on, I've seen it, it has happened, I have a record on this. That's the, that's the immutability uh, behind it. So recognizing this value, uh, this, this basic value um, of, uh, of a blockchain solution, Enterprises and governments also started to find out that actually we can also use that. I mean, it's something which which has definite. It seems like it has. It's something which has definite value in our business processes as well. On the other hand, obviously, an enterprise or a, or a government would, would never, and it's un, absolutely understandable, would never go to a fully open uh, network without any control, without any protocol, without any without any uh, any right to, to to make a step in. And this is what was bringing in, uh, answering your question, this is what was bringing in the private uh, blockchains. Uh, and this is what was bringing in, and that's what we, up to now, by now, more and more see the so-called consortial blockchains. Uh, private blockchain is a blockchain, as the name also says, basically, which uh, run by one single entity, let it be a company or one governmental agency. So it's, it's, it's by, 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 by sound. A consortial blockchain is something where uh, a couple of entities are playing together. I will tell examples on that, um, but it's but it's still not open. And and either this one entity or this small group of entities who are running that given private or or consortial blockchain are setting rules. So there are rules, setting protocols setting up uh, the permissions, who can uh, reach the system in what, and so on and so on. So, unfortunately for those who are the believers of the absolute open world of, 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 of a Bitcoin, for example, there, there, are, there is power coming in again, but on a different way, on a much more effective way, uh, and running uh, a system which is much more transparent actually than, than it was before. So the trust question can be absolutely still there, much more secure than before, and it can be faster and cheaper at the end. Altogether cheaper is not a good word, but, but running on an overall lower TCO level actually uh, than before. So that's a, that's, a block, that's a private or a consortium blockchain story in a nutshell, if it was a nutshell. Thank you for that. I think it's really, really interesting. And the more I myself read, learn, hear about blockchain, I'm always uh, amused by the elegance of it. And um, Correct. Uh, that's very true. Yes. That's a good word. I've never heard it, but that's a good word. The elegance of it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then uh, let's uh, go to practice. Can you mention us uh, some examples for private or enterprise or open uh, blockchains as yeah. well? The open use cases. Yeah, sure. The open blockchain is the is the simplest because all uh, these these cryptocurrencies what we discussed are are, are, mm -hmm. are open blockchains. So it's actually when uh, when a, a, a set of people individuals practically um, uh, using uh, the, the underlying technology, setting up a network um, for a given purpose. For example, they want to uh, transact without effective physical money. They want to transact to each other all over the world. And then they are setting up these nodes, so-called nodes, and, and, and actually one important difference will come here. So setting up the nodes which are making the computing uh, behind it. Uh, and, and, and running actually these transactions. The important difference is, and that's actually a very important difference, it's coming up in all of our uh, customer discussions, that uh, mining, you know, we, we did not mention mining up to now, but everybody knows the famous story of the electricity consumption of Bitcoin bigger than, I don't know, which country on the earth and so on and so on. Why? And it's very logical if you think of it, because obviously there is a price of, of, of having a fully trustable system without any professional player involved in that, like, like a bank or anybody else, that has a price. And in this case, the price is that, that, that there is a huge amount of, enormous huge amount of computing power needed uh, to make those cryptographical 
calculations which are giving the security for an open blockchain platform. So this is why for an open blockchain platform, for example, Bitcoin or, or, or the others, it has an enormous amount of electricity capacity. Therefore, it's expensive from, the, from this way. But put this aside, because in a private or in a consortium blockchain, by nature or, or by the given fact of the given network, uh, the trust is not coming from the computing power or from the, the trust is again partially coming from the from the company or companies who are running it, and partially coming from the from the from the logic of the blockchain solution in itself. So it's like an immanent uh, 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 security coming from the from from the solution. Therefore, in a private or in a consortial blockchain solution, there is no mining. At all, mm -hmm. therefore, it's uh, uh, therefore the end, the question which we sometimes coming in a, in a in a customer discussion when we move to the uh, later phases that uh, okay okay this all all sounds very good and very interesting but it's it should be very very expensive right because of the mining no because there is no mining uh, because that comes from the other places um, so that's a, that's a, that's a major difference obviously between the open and the and the non-open um, uh, blockchain platforms. And, and if you go to the examples, we'll start to go to the examples case. For the, if you, if you don't mind from now onwards, we will not talk from the open and with Bitcoin because otherwise, anyhow, our, your subject and our subject and, and, uh, is anyhow more coming to the enterprise and government segment. So that's the, uh, private and the consortial, um, blockchains. Let me have the first one. Uh, it's it's uh, it maybe it's uh, it's a good one because it's it's coming still from the financial services, which which was the kind of the uh, the root of the whole discussion. But then we can move forward to other industries. This as is well. anyway a fintech podcast. And this so is let's anyway, start with the finance. And this is anyhow a fintech podcast exactly. Trade finance. 100 years, it's a 100 years long uh, exercise what people are doing uh, all over the world uh, uh, on, on trade finance. And due to the fact that in a trade finance transaction, uh, A, there are a lot of parties. The seller, the buyer, the insurer, the transporter, the and I, you cannot even say so, a lot. Therefore, it's a complex project, uh, flow by itself because there are a lot of players. There is a big value uh, traveling in the transactions, uh, a container of ship or the ship containers or whatever. So, so, so it's, it's really, it can be millions or billions of dollar value sitting in that given transaction, which is, which is transferring from, from, uh, from A to B. Um, and therefore, uh, actually up to now, um, um, uh, a trade finance transaction, uh, if, you, if you see it just from, the, from a very, how to say, very simple point of view, uh, a trade fina finance uh, a transaction produces tons of papers and stamps and, and whatever, simply because, to some extent, understandably, we are all human. Uh, if you have a lot of paper, seems like very official papers with, with a lot of stamp in it and Ministry of A and Ministry of B and Transport Company A and you have somehow you have the feeling that uh, maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's trustable or something. On the other hand, obviously, this is this is this is very much time consuming. This is very much uh, costly. A trade finance trans a trade finance transaction is a very, very costly transaction, a very expensive transaction. Uh, both by time and both by, by money uh, point of view. And of course, I mean, at the end, if you see, I mean, paper, paper stamp is a stamp, but, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that, that, that uh, that's the, that's the uh, absolute uh, peak of, 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 a, of a potential, potential trust layer that, that I have stamps and papers. So, um, and if it's you, not good for the environment. And it's not good for the environment as well. Absolutely. Yes, it's an important point. Exactly. So therefore, if you uh, establish a, a blockchain platform um, underlying uh, trade finance, then immediately uh, you get rid of the paper, all digitalized, the internet of value. So it's digitalizing uh, without uh, losing its value, digitalizing the, the value um, of the given transaction. It gives uh, immediately the trust feeling of all involved parties because with their own eyes, actually, to say so, they see that this step of the transaction, so the, the seller has put the stuff into the ship. Transaction step number one, the ship has left the harbor. The ship is, and so on, and so on, and so on. Um, see this with their own eyes 
and it's only getting a transactional step if the seller says that I started the ship. But on, on the other hand, at the same time, for example, maybe it's a very stupid example, but at least it makes it understandable. The harbor at the same time says, yes, yes, the seller has put it into the ship. One additional item, you can all digitalize this as well, because if you put like an, in an IoT solution, if you put, uh, if you put sensors, and that's actually what I'm describing now is the working reality. Uh, you put sensors into the containers, that, then it's even not a question whether the harbor people are saying that, yes, the seller was willing, but it's physically immediately measured, and the digital sign is coming uh, back uh, to, the, to, the, to, the, uh, to the blockchain. Uh, and then the ship is leaving the harbor, and right, so and so on, I won't, I won't go for So it's much faster. It's much more transparent. It's much more visible, physically saying even visible uh, for all the people. And therefore, all together is better. It's faster. It's cheaper. It's more transparent. It's more secure. It's less hurting the environment as well. It's all together better. Um, therefore, surprise, surprise, uh, trade finance is one of the one of the areas where the first big large blockchain applications, real life working existing blockchain based applications was born and now working and uh, you can find them and if you are if you are dealing in the in the trade finance business in in any role and actually by now with a good chance uh, you would be part of a blockchain transaction or a blockchain based transactional system so so that's a very um, obvious uh, example can you maybe mention the name this one, this one from the from the logistic one, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big project of uh, the first one was a big project of, of IBM, the big uh, IT company, and Merckx, who is the largest mm-hmm. logistical company on yeah, on on Earth, basically. Danish based, but it's a worldwide large large company. Correct. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, so this, but let, let, let me tell you another example because it's a fintech podcast, and that will be also very, very understandable uh, for for practically all of us. Actually, for those who are listening to this podcast, for sure, uh, will be understandable. Swift, so foreign money transfer, basically. If you actually, I think all of us or almost all of us continuously using uh, foreign money transfer, I, I would be surprised honestly saying if not. Therefore, we all know, I myself know very well, one of my daughters is, is, is uh, learning now in, 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 in a university in Scotland, so therefore I have to transfer money for <laughs> regular basis. Part of your everyday life, right? Regular basis. And, and actually, I'm, I'm always, honestly saying, I'm always a bit um, upset to say so that, that I, I start the transfer and she's getting the money two days later, three days later, as it happens, not to mention the cost which I see that and minus XYZ a huge amount of money. Maybe you should try money. some fintech solutions to Maybe, transfer her money. That's exactly that's exactly what we're But if you put it into a into a blockchain base as it happens, uh, Ripple uh, uh, is the name of one of the companies but the leading one actually which is now became already a major uh, continent of Swift. Even more even even that way that 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 Swift itself and it was never ever believable uh, in the last 10, 20 years. Those who were working in the banking uh, area, the banking business, in the last 10, 20, 10 or 20 years, I myself was different ways, but actually doing it. Swift is is like the the, the saint saint uh, solution of okay, no nobody can touch, nobody don't talk about this, just use, don't do anything. It's over. It's over uh, because. Um, Transferring money value, transferring value from whatever country A, uh, from let's let's not use generic words, from Hungary. I would I have a I have a US dollar account, easy, uh, and I would like to transfer British pounds. Stay in the example, British pounds. And for a little bit of a complication, I'm, I'm not uh, uh, sending it to, um, to to the UK. I have to send it uh, to somebody in um, Germany. In German, no, the German is not good. Uh, let's say Germany in, in euro. That's that's fine. That's already fine. Uh, it's at a minimum three intermediate players involved for the for the uh, currency exchanges. 
uh, overnight shift because they have to wait the banks that, that the banking system is closing and then opening and closing and opening. This is why actually it's two, three days. And this is why it's caused because all of the players, they say, I, I, of course, I can change US dollar for British pounds, but unfortunately, it costs uh, um, 2%, 3%. Then, of course, I can say the other bank, I can change it to the German account from British pounds to, to, to euro, but it's again cost 2%, 3%. Put it into a blockchain uh, solution as we described already, uh, on a way that player A, player B, and the bank shouldn't, uh, shouldn't even disappear from that actually. It's only the number of the banks uh, reducing, uh, uh, or the steps actually reducing, because all the players at the same time immediately when the transaction starts uh, sees this. You don't have to wait the time until the account closing and the account opening. So simply make the transfer. What we used to say, and that's a good example, it's a very good example for that, this, this uh, foreign money transfer, but in general terms, what we used to say about uh, uh, the speed effect of blockchain is that uh, it's not the millisecond world where blockchain is playing, so nothing will be faster with one millisecond uh, comparing to the current one because blockchain is there, is the other uh, segment actually of the time scale. If something is two, three, four days, Today, as it happens, trade finance was also an example for that, that it goes down to two, three minutes, maximum two, three hours if there is a special step needed, but actually two, three minutes. Imagine if something from two, three days, a transaction goes down to two, three minutes. Imagine the cost effect of it, imagine the speed effect of it, imagine all the effect of it. The customer value. The customer value, the customer satisfaction, the reaction time to correct something or, or at all, or the business speed of it. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's measurable. It's measurable. It's not the mere second way. That's another story. That's another business. That's another technology. It's, it's not blockchain. Uh, so that's the speed effect of it and that's the cost effect of it because if something is faster, that's a, it's a, I even don't have to mention this exactly. So foreign money transfer is also uh, working already existing um, uh, use case, fintech use case if you like for, the, for that. And if we would, uh, just out of curiosity and interest, if I would like to go very far away from fintech, can you mention one more example of uh, already existing blockchain use case just to help us imagine what other parts of our lives yeah, yeah, can yeah. be yeah. Uh, in the uk the the atomic plant the data uh, flow of the atomic plants uh, was put on a on a on a on a, on a, on a blockchain network uh, not and, and that's also coming to my mind and also an important segment which i would like to mention here and it's not connected to the atomic plants, it's just coming to my mind because of the example. Uh, if there is a blockchain uh, solution implemented, most of the cases, I'm not saying each case, but practically most of the cases, definitely, it's not replacing the current existing IT solution, it's extending it. That's a big difference. So blockchain is not, from that perspective, blockchain is not uh, the revolution which is coming and sweeping away everything ever happened and was there, definitely not. So in this uh, uh, atomic plant case as well, it's not that, that the current or up to now current uh, or at that point current um, IT um, solutions were deleted and then and, and blockchain was coming. Blockchain was coming in as, as an extension. If I'm saying, uh, if I'm telling another one, much closer, not science fiction, but much closer to our absolute, absolute, absolute real life, daily real life on a way that even maybe everybody can understand who is not even an IT expert or a fintech expert or, or, or not, has nothing to do with this area, healthcare, most important item most probably on our lives. Uh, uh, healthcare uh, records, healthcare records tracking, uh, patient protocol, for example, if I go to further details. Anybody who, who is before, uh, between born and death, we all go through on a, on a, on a, on a continuous healthcare track record, basically. Uh, our size, our measurements, our blood pressure in the school, in the and so illnesses uh, in worst case or worst uh, uh, cases, uh, some operation in the hospital and so on and so child born. So really a lot of lot of lot of things. These are all records, 
And obviously, uh, A, from from cost point of view as well, because as we all know, a healthcare, a country healthcare system, for example, is an extremely enormous, expensive system uh, to keep. That's actually one of the major problems of all countries on earth, that, that how the hell we can make more effectively our healthcare systems that is not burning out all the money which the country is producing. So from that point, but also from our own personal security, safety, life perspective, uh, who, who wants to be in a situation that by accident uh, uh, wrong treatment was given because the data from uh, uh, hospital A to hospital B was was uh, was lost or misunderstood? Not to mention uh, our our life in the re- in the recent uh, in, now I say a couple of dozen years dozens years as and and the future definitely that we are most of us we are not living or many of us at least we are not living from born to death in one single city not even one single country uh, so it's different sources where these data are coming in so one definite clearly visible and already solutions are uh, here. Uh, uh, on, on the place, uh, blockchain-based solutions are the uh, healthcare data, patients' uh, healthcare data, uh, the reliable tracking of it, the transparent uh, tracking of it, uh, the cost-effective uh, tracking, and not just tracking, but tracking, yeah, actually tracking is a good word, tracking of it, and, and the trustable uh, tracking of it, which makes the treatment more effective uh, than it was before. So healthcare data and, and our private healthcare data is definitely also one potential segment for blockchain. Absolutely. So I think it's, it's quite clear that uh, really blockchain is a great uh, technology or protocol I always have a problem with this word. I'm using both actually, one after the other, because it's neither a technology nor a protocol, it's a combination. It's a mix, correct, yeah. But, okay, then let's just say blockchain can be used for really many things, a lot of things. We just mentioned a few. Uh, Let's take a bit of an international overview. Which countries are most advanced in terms of uh, supporting and adopting this new technology? And where is the CE region and Hungary in this scene? Yeah, uh, to some extent, I will not say. Uh, I, I think I will not say um, um, a surprise because uh, obviously, as always with all technology, and always, uh, US is 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 there and Western part of Europe uh, is also. Uh, uh, developed. It's practically coming from the simple fact that the largest uh, IT or IT-related companies, which has the biggest potential due, due to the fact of their size, uh, are located in or headquartered actually, at least on, on, on that countries. The other one is also not a, a surprise because in the last couple of 10 years, uh, practically with all new technologies and new, or many new things that happened, uh, Asia or part of Asia, uh, China, South Korea, uh, and so on, uh, uh, these countries are also very much, very much there. That's another group of countries which are, which are ahead. Um, also from, from, kind of uh, interesting point of view, couple of countries which has a political system, how to say, not so democratic, they are having, uh, visibly having special use cases for blockchain. It's actually a complex reverse of the original blockchain idea of the openness and, and, and no control, because if you put it in, into your hands with a full control, but using only the capabilities of blockchain, then actually you can better control a society. And you can say that it's absolutely uncontrolled because it's blockchain. Exactly. So it's even from communication point of view. Okay. So, so definitely there, we, there are visible signs of, of that. So that's why I would say a third, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, a third um, uh, group of countries. And maybe not well known for everybody, but interesting. And we are just facing it uh, without telling any details. Yet. We are just facing it uh, uh, in, a, in a given uh, business situation as well. Uh, some part of Africa uh, is playing a role, and the reason is very simple. Uh, there is a quite significant on, uh, amount of money flowing in into Africa, mainly due to the resources, uh, uh, natural resources which are there, and there are so, uh, so obviously there are some some business potential there. And there's the fact, uh, and because there is a fact that that many of the African countries, by default, lagging behind technology-wise a couple of 10 years maybe they can make now from the potential for from the from the from the 
financial support which some of them are getting they can make a huge step in one so actually like from it's a greenfield it's kind of a, it's kind it's kind of a greenfield or or otherwise i can say that from the i don't know from the 80s technology wise uh, you don't have to make a step to the 90s and then but you can make one step to today and the use that and therefore what we see in uh, in a couple of african countries in in governmental solutions um, um, is that blockchain is is evolving definitely um, central europe um, looks in a way that two years ago i would say two years ago and we have to mention one more player actually interesting the european union as as a, as a different entity I, I, let me come back on that so central europe two years ago roughly two years ago i would say it was silence it was silent very rapidly very rapidly as actually the whole thing happens very rapidly very rapidly quite a lot of blockchain companies and quite a lot of blockchain projects at the end has started in in uh, you know practically all of all, all of our neighboring countries uh, as we speak right now uh, in austria and vienna there is uh, two of our colleagues are actually two of my colleagues are there uh, there is a huge blockchain uh, conference uh, uh, running with very professional uh, speakers and use cases and governmental programs and then whatsoever uh, but not only in Austria, in Slovenia, in, in, in Czech, in Slovakia, and so on. So, so a lot of blockchain activities, definitely a lot of blockchain activities have started um, uh, in, 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 uh, in our surrounding countries as well. Right now, uh, the fact is that, that Hungary is, is actually lagging behind a little bit. Unfortunately, I have to say that. So, so Hungary is, is, the, is one of the least penetrated uh, blockchain countries in, in Europe. And, uh, and why, why the European Union was coming to my mind is actually connected to this point, but uh, there is a different aspect which I would like to say. European Union is, uh, uh, and within the European Union, within the European Union Committee, uh, there is the committee uh, part which is, which is responsible for the digital economy, uh, DigiConnect. There is a definite blockchain workgroup and the blockchain department practically was established uh, within that uh, part of the committee already last year. And surprisingly to me, because I'm also like, well, I think all of us has a generic basic view of the European Union, like, like all big entities, that it's slow, it's bureaucratic, and it's unbelievable speed. And unbelievably concretely, they set up a program involving all the countries. Finally, last in Europe, Hungary was also joining uh, February this year, um, this, this, this work group. They are actually, this work group is specifying governmental, so actually countrywide or European wide, blockchain use cases, but on a, on a specification level. So not on a paper level or we speak about that. They are setting up blockchain based solutions for transaction recording here, security purposes. So five areas they selected and they are working out not themselves, but, but in the experts in the working group, working out definite usable solutions, which first will not be a standard, a mandatory standard. First, it will, it will be a, a suggested solution for, for the countries, uh, but obviously sooner or later, it will be the standard basis of, of that given transactional uh, protocols for the European uh, Union countries. That's it. So, so unbelievable speed we're running at. And why it was coming into my mind about uh, which countries where and however, this work group was making last year not a measurement, but actually a counting, basically. They put the map of the European Union uh, uh, on, the, on the table and they put a number and the number was showing how many for them, known blockchain projects are running, to some extent, government-related blockchain pro project uh, running in that given country. And uh, we were looking on this map, and there were some 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 countries where you had to uh, move the uh, uh, you know to 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 get that closer view on the country because the, because there were a lot of numbers written there, and you can only see if you get closer to the map. So. I don't know, even by city, uh, five here, five there, ten here, there was one country where, where there was no number. There was one, there was one country where, where there was no number on that map, yes. Yeah. So this was us. 
That was the case last year. Um, that that is now, and uh, that's uh, so something more optimistic. Too, that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. ETM, uh, uh, so the Inf- Ministry of uh, Innovation and Technology, uh, very good uh, uh, idea, very good uh, solution put together uh, last year, uh, autumn last year. Uh, a work group, a blockchain work group. So there is a blockchain work group uh, there in the in the ministry. Uh, many parties involved and there is a very effective and very good work uh, running on in this workshop so we also started Hungary has so also hopefully started. we will also yeah. see some yeah. uh, Hungarian yeah. solutions but yeah. I think also this example about the European Commission it, it describes how huge the potential is and how serious it should be taken and to wrap this up I think we can we can all say that this is the fact and still people maybe just think that blockchain is still a buzzword people like to use it but this is actually way more than that now this is running solutions which as you mentioned help companies or consortiums to run faster more effective cheaper solutions exactly anybody who is saying today Oh, I'm sorry, but this is very simple. Anybody would say today that blockchain is just a buzzword. I have to say that that person is is uh, is, is simply not. Uh, it's, it's it's walking with closed eyes, so it's not it's not looking on it. There are dozens of 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 working large, medium large enterprise governmental blockchain solutions uh, on the field already. So that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think it's uh, worth to get uh, deeper into blockchain if someone is interested because it's, uh, it's beautiful, elegant and uh, really mostly will affect our future. If someone wants to get more deeper to blockchain, where, what would you recommend? Where to do that? That's a good question, actually. Uh, there are a couple of... Uh, there are frequently educations uh, running now available, not only by us, not only by, by our companies. I'm not making... Uh, uh, a marketing here for ourselves, but uh, there are a couple of other, a few other uh, companies in Hungary who are who are dealing with. Uh, uh, some of them are actually mainly dealing with with education meetups, uh, 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 and even from September this year, the first uh, university level blockchain education is also starting in Hungary. So, um, so there are always, uh, uh, if you if you check the internet, uh, you can always find either meetups or or, or short one today uh, educations. We ourselves find uh, out or not find out actually that how life happened. That in our case, in our company's case, actually uh, uh, tar- very targeted, dedicated, focused uh, enterprise company education. That's what working. So we are holding one or two day deep dive, full day, uh, very targeted educations uh, by, for. For, for enterprises, but but you can find uh, again meetups and educations very frequent basis on uh, for for individual level as well. So that's definite. Um, I would say that uh, that that the very obvious that that internet and Google is your friend, but uh, but honestly, saying on blockchain there are such amount of information that uh, that you have to be already to some extent educated that you can you can filter. Otherwise, you you lose the control. So I would suggest to for for anybody who, who wanted to go to this direction that first taking a, a base course and anywhere where it's available and it's available, and then further targeting deep dive onto that. Thank you. And where can people find out more about you if they would like to do a LinkedIn profile that you use, I a have, Twitter account? I, uh, t- uh, Twitter, not so rarely. Actually, it's, uh, uh, it's connected to my to my LinkedIn. LinkedIn, definitely. Yes. So LinkedIn, both myself and, and our company as well. And on Facebook as well, actually. And sometimes on Facebook, we are also sharing information. But LinkedIn, definitely there. So either if you search on my name or if you search on the Blockchain Competence Center name, you will find us and, and you will find any all, all the recent uh, news and, and and, and even use cases actually on Facebook, we are sharing quite frequently interesting blockchain use cases as well. So check out the Facebook page as well of, of, of Blockchain, blockchain Compass Center. Exactly. Yes. Great. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for being thank here. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this topic, please subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Visit our Facebook page for some interesting pictures related to today's topic. Next time, we will again dive into my favorite topic, corporate innovation. We have talked about that with Janos Pereces, Managing Director of MKB Fintech Lab on episode 15. Next time, András Fischer, the Head of Innovation at OTP Bank, will be my guest. Until then, stay tuned and follow the flow.